Good morning, everyone, and a very warm welcome to Hillhead, whether this is your regular place of worship or if you are visiting, it's lovely to have you with us today. Good to see people online and on site. Today we're going to hear a number of different voices. Um, Some will be here on site and some will be online. We will hear Laura leading the Lord's Prayer for us. Janet and Freya are going to be reading scripture for us. Our musicians, who are all recorded this morning, are Paul F. Yang Yang, who's actually physically here, which is lovely to see Yang Yang without a violin, um, and Neil. And shortly, Rory and Arthur will be lighting a candle. Christian Aid Week comes to a close today. Um, Our current rolling total is... £847 plus gift aid, so that is absolutely wonderful, and that includes £36.50 from yesterday's Pea Super Saturday, so thank you to those who came along to be part of that as well. I had a request from Heather, please, to remind you that if you have any news or articles for the key, could you please send them to her, ideally today, but as soon as possible, because she's working on that this week. Lastly, this is going to be the last time that I'm going to remind you about data forms. Um, We're nearly there, folks. I think we're 10 short of a full set to get that directory out. So let's just get a final push on those forms. If you need a paper one, I have some. If it's a problem, um, I can post one to people. And those I haven't received, I will probably post one to anyway this week, just so we can get that all closed out and tidied up. But that should allow us to get the new directory out at the beginning of June, which feels like a good job job. I am also delighted to share with you some news that Holly has agreed to become our acting church secretary. And later in the church, she'll be telling us a little bit more about what that means, how that process will work, and also how we will go forward following uh, my announcement last week that um, I'm going to be moving on. We acknowledge there's a lot of strangeness and a lot of big feelings for all of us in that. So we're doing our best to find a way to work through that. That is healthy for everybody and hopefully helpful for everybody as well. In terms of family news, um, Alan is still waiting a move to his new permanent resident, so please think about him. Neil C is now home and recovering. Uh, We think of Tamara and Hannah and their boys. Lovely to see you, Tamara, online this morning. We continue to hold you in our prayers. Think of Barbara and her family and also Graham. Um, Graham, unfortunately, has had a fall this week, so it's lovely to see you on the Zoom, Graham, and we, we send you our prayers and good wishes for your recovery. Next Sunday is going to be an all-age interactive service for Pentecost. Um, We've done this before and invited you, if you're here, whether you're on site or online, to think about wearing sort of Pentecosty colours or maybe have some Pentecosty flowers, some yellow or red or orange flowers around to kind of make it a bit of a joyful time. It's not going to be a super serious service. It's going to hopefully be a little bit celebratory. And I know a lot of people are away because that's a bank holiday, but... Hopefully, those of us who are able to gather will have a good time. So now I'm going to invite Rory and Arthur to light our candle. 
As we gather for worship, let us join together to become the body of Christ. Christ is the light that lights our way, and we glimpse Christ's light this day. prayers of the people which was created by South Wales Baptist College and Regent's Park Baptist College. Let us pray together. 
O God, our God, we gather today as your people, a people you love, a people you bless, a people with whom you journey throughout all life and all eternity. God, thank you that we belong here. We gather today as your followers, a people seeking to walk in the way of Jesus, your son, a people yearning for the wrong in the world to be put right, a people whose true home is now in your commonwealth of love, of justice, and a place of new beginnings. God, thank you for touching us with your life and making that our life too. For not leaving us to our own desires, but for gently inviting us to a new and deeper way of living, a way of overflowing mercy, joy, hope and generosity. We gather today as part of your worldwide church and we add our voices and languages and cultures to the myriad ways in which you will be worshipped today. Amen. Good morning. Today I'll be reciting the Lord's Prayer in English, but please join in in whichever is your preferred language or mode. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
So this morning we gather as a group of people who are in a slightly different place than we were a couple of weeks ago. And we need to name that, I think, and I need to name the fact that there are lots of feelings that we all have, and that's, that's good, that's healthy, that we all have lots of feelings. But I also hope today, by following what was already planned to be shared, to allow us to find some encouragement and some hope and some recognition of the specialness of this group of people. And I'd like you to take a moment of quiet and think of three things about yourself that are special and unique. Because a lot of us are quite good at thinking, well, I'm not very good at this and I'm not very whatever. And you're not going to tell anybody those things. They're purely for you. So I'm just going to shut up and invite you to think of three things about you that are special and unique. In the New International, sorry, the International Children's Bible, part of Psalm 139 is expressed like this. You made my whole body. You formed me in my mother's body. I praise you because you made me in an amazing and wonderful way. What you have done is wonderful. I know this very well. You saw my bones being formed as I took shape in my mother's body. When I was put together there, you saw my body as it was formed. I want you to hold on to that truth. That truth that you are amazing and wonderful, just as you are. Today, whatever age you are, however you're feeling, whatever's going on, whatever will go on, you are amazing and wonderful and God says so. Can you remember those three things that you identified about yourself? Those three wonderful things about you that are unique and precious. I'm going to read that, that phrase from the scripture three times with a pause after each one. And as you hear that, to add in your mind or in your heart one of those things about you that is wonderful. I praise you because you made me in an amazing, wonderful way. I am I praise you because you made me in an amazing and wonderful way and I am I praise you because you made me in an amazing and wonderful way
sometimes it is important to remind ourselves just how special we are. To remember that the church, which is not just this congregation, but which is people across the world and across time, is really special. And every one of us has our part to play in that wonderfulness. So I've chosen a song that we've sung a few times over the years that I hope expresses some of that. I'm the church, you are the church. reading we're doing is from Joshua chapter 1 verses 1 to 9. Moses was the Lord's servant and Joshua son of Nun was Moses' helper. After Moses died the Lord spoke to Joshua and said my servant Moses is dead now you and all these people must go across the Jordan River. You must go into the land I am giving to the Israelites. I promised Moses that I would give you this land, so I will give you the land, all the land, wherever you go. All the land from the desert to Lebanon, all the way to the great river, that is the Euphrates River, and all the land of the Hittites will be yours. And all the land from here to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, 
that is, the place where the sun sets, will be within your borders. Just as I was with Moses, I will be with you. No one will be able to stop you all your life. I will not abandon you. I will never leave you. Joshua, you must be strong and brave. You must lead these people so that they can take their land. I promised their fathers that I would give them this land. But you must be strong and brave about obeying the commands my servant Moses gave you. If you follow his teachings exactly, you will be successful in everything you do. Always remember what is written in that book of law. Speak about that book and study it day and night. Then you can be sure to obey what is written there. If you do this, you will be wise and successful in everything you do. Remember, I commanded you to be strong and brave. Don't be afraid, because the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Our second reading is from Joel 2, verses 28 and 29. God said, After this, I will pour out my spirit on all kinds of people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will have dreams and your young men will see visions. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on servants, both men and women. And the last reading is from 1 Corinthians 12, 7 to 11. Something from the spirit can be seen in each person. The spirit gives this to each one to help others. The spirit gives one person the ability to speak with wisdom. And the same spirit gives another person the ability to speak with knowledge. The same spirit gives faith to one person and to another he gives gifts of healing. The spirit gives to one person the power to do miracles, to another the ability to prophesy, and to another the ability to judge what is from the spirit and what is not. The spirit gives one person the ability to speak in different kinds of languages and to another the ability to interpret those languages. One spirit, the same spirit, does all these things. This spirit decides what to give each one. A couple of weeks ago, we thought about Abram and Sarah, a couple who were called by God late in their lives to leave home and set out on a journey 
to who knew where. God made them promises that over the years seemed to be empty because nothing happened. And yet we're told eventually, at least a quarter or half a century later, they came good. We're reminded that sometimes God can seem pretty slow to fulfil God's promises. But ask to trust that ultimately God is faithful and dependable. Last week, we followed the story of Moses, probably one of the best known of the Old Testament leaders on his journey right through from his birth, in fact, to his death, from his childhood to his old age. And in that story, we tried to reflect on some of the blessings we have in this congregation, that we have children and young people. We have people who are willing to serve in different capacities. And we have people of mature years. We also recognised that there is that strange blend of change and continuity and that sometimes there are endings. Today, what I'm trying to attempt is to be more personal for each one of us. Because as we've already recognised, every single person is unique and special. Every person is called and equipped by God's Spirit to play a part in the church, whether that's for a whole lifetime or whether that is for a period of time. We heard three fairly short Bible readings, and I'm going to offer three very short thoughts upon them. Joshua is the person that God calls to succeed Moses. We need to be very clear that Joshua is not Moses II. He's a different person. He is uniquely gifted. He is he's different. He's worked alongside for Moses. He's developed his skills and he's discovered his gifts. But now he is faced with an enormous, char- enormous task. And God tells him twice in the passage that we heard that he will need to be strong and he will need to be brave. I think what struck me is the promise that God makes to him so Im- that is so important that it is repeated in slightly different ways. In the passage that was read for us, God says, I will be with you. I will not abandon you. I will never leave you. I will be with you wherever you go. And I think those are words that all of us probably need to hear today, however we feel. Maybe we feel alone or afraid, isolated, abandoned, annoyed, angry, worried, excited. I don't know what people feel. I don't even know what I feel. But what I do know is that God promises to be with us. And I invite you to hold on tight to that promise because we're all of us going to need to hold on to it.
The second reading was from Joel. Joel was a prophet, a person called to speak for God in a challenging time to a group of people. And there's some pretty strong stuff in the book of Joel that would have left his hearers feeling very despondent and disillusioned, I would imagine. It was quite harsh stuff for them to hear. And then we come almost to an and yet. And yet even when it feels impossibly difficult, even when it feels like everything is lost and perhaps wonder if God did actually abandon them or abandon us, there is still hope and there is still a promise. I will pour out my spirit on all people. On those who feel they are unimportant because of their age. On those who feel unimportant because of their gender. On those who feel unimportant because of their status. If we were writing it, we might add others. Those who feel unimportant because. On those and on us, God pours God's spirit. God reminds us that everybody matters and that God doesn't just give us a quick dab of the Holy Spirit. God drenches us in the Holy Spirit. So I want you to hold on to this truth as well, that God loves you, that God is for you, And that God has given you special gifts that God would like you to exercise. Which leads me on to the reading from Corinthians. Which I have preached upon more times than enough over the years. I was struck by this translation and the way it tells us that God's spirit can be seen in each person. So can you just look around, see who's around you, see who's on the screen? Because in each and every one of these people, you can glimpse something of God's spirit. Each and every person has been touched by God, is made in the image and likeness of God, has the breath of God within them. So what is it that God has given to each of us that we could use, employ, share in the life of this church and this community? Perhaps it's something explicitly spiritual, praying, leading worship, doing Bible study, Perhaps it's definitely pastoral, phoning people up, asking them how they are, going to see them. Maybe it's administrative, doing the practical day-to-day things. Maybe it's hospitality, opening your home and your heart to other people. 
And perhaps it's something else altogether. Maybe it's connected to those things you identified that were unique and precious about you at the start of the service. Francis, who's been facilitating for us, often says, say the thing that is on the tip of your tongue. Now, I'm not going to ask you to say anything out loud, so don't panic. But I'm going to start a sentence. And in your mind, I want you to see what word pops up. So here's the sentence. The one unique, special thing that I bring to this church is. The one unique and special thing that I bring to this church is. Hold on to that word. Hold on to that word because it's special and beautiful and precious, as is each person here. And hold on to that word as we join in singing a hymn of commitment.
So we are in an unusual situation. We are a church that has a minister who has felt called to move somewhere else at a time when we are also a church that has not got a fully um, voted in church secretary. And that is a strange place and, and we acknowledge that. I'm very grateful to the trustees and to Francis who on Tuesday met um, to begin to think about some of that along with a lot of other important stuff. So Holly has very generously and graciously um, agreed to put herself forward as our acting church secretary and the, the managers unanimously and gratefully accepted that <coughs> offer. What we would like to do is then fairly shortly to call a church meeting so that we can formally appoint Holly as church secretary in, in that capacity and then at the AGM to formally vote her in, in as we normally would. I'm not explaining that very well. Holly could do a far better job. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to step aside and Holly is going to share with you some of the stuff around the process and also some of the stuff as to how that relates to the future life of the church. Thanks, Holly. Thanks, Katrina. Um, don't get your hopes up too much about there being too much process in what I'm about to say, because we're um, early days. Um, but uh, I did think it was important, and the managers felt it was important to to talk as a congregation this morning about where we we find ourselves. Um, many of us were were shocked last Sunday by Katrina's news that she'll be leaving us, um, and it's been a, a tough week for many of us. And and actually, not just related to this, we 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 heard in the, in the notices about some other things that are happening with with people in the congregation, and it's not it, there, as always. There's a lot going on, um, but it's been a tough week, and I hope that we're all hanging together. We can now share that Katrina's last Sunday with us will be the 13th of August um, as she's taking a bit of annual leave just at the, the end of her, her notice period. Um, over the summer, we will have opportunities to celebrate Katrina's ministry um, with us in Glasgow and to mark the end of her time as our minister. We know that for everything there is a season and that we, all of us, are held safe during this season by our God, who is love. As Katrina's mentioned, the managers met together with Francis on Tuesday evening. This was a meeting that was planned long before last Sunday. Um, we met, we'd planned to meet to hear some of the themes from our recent focus groups. And our plan had been to think about some provisional next steps um, in the discernment process to recommend to the congregation. Although, to be honest, we didn't quite make it that far because we needed a bit of time as a group to start to, to process the, the news of this past week. The feeling from the managers, which has also been reflected in our many conversations with other folks in the church more widely over this past week, is that the discernment process that we're already in the middle of has come at the right time for us. We are already in a position where we're starting to think about not starting to. We have spent a long time thinking about our values as a church and what we, what the next steps of this journey might be. We certainly don't wish to lose the momentum that we have gathered 
And I don't want anyone to be worried that we're going to suddenly grind to a halt because um, things have changed. But we now have the opportunity to integrate how we approach the, the vacancy that we're, is forthcoming with our ongoing discernment process. Everything that we're facing together as a community is, is really all, it's all part of the same thing and it should be considered together as a whole. All of us who call Hillhead Baptist home are going to need some space to love and support, support one another in prayer, as well as considering the pressing practical matters. Um, as Katrina has already mentioned, there's going to have to be some, some church meetings pretty soon, but not just for business, to, to spend some time together and to think about how we support each other during this next wee while. The managers are prayerfully considering what our next steps might be and we will come to the church over the next few weeks with some suggestions but we also ask that all of us do the same that we all spend some time thinking about as Katrina said what our gifts are that we offer the church but also what we think are the next steps should be so that we can discern together <coughs> as we have been doing it's now more important than ever that we all keep listening to each other I have a final prayer thought to share if I can get this picture up. There we go. When I arrived at work on Friday, I found this little flower that had taken root in an unexpected new place in the wall of our building, in a crack. I've been thinking about it now since Friday <laughs> because we, all of us, find ourselves in new and unexpected <coughs> places. And as we, as a congregation in Hillhead, and also Katrina, as she steps forward into her, her new journey, we are going to find ourselves flowering in places that are unexpected. And may we remember that we walk together with our family in Hillhead Baptist and with a God who loves us. Thanks.
Thank you, Holly, for what you've shared. And thank you for that very powerful image of the beautiful flower growing in an unexpected place. I'd like to use another metaphor, if I may, for our prayers this morning. And that is the metaphor of the ripples that can flow out from a pebble dropped into a pool of water. The place where the pebble drops in can seem like a still centre, a focal point. A focal point which perhaps is God. And maybe the ripples that spread out from that focal point are like the reach of the Holy Spirit, which can flow in any direction, near and far. So I invite us to begin with ourselves. We spent some time thinking about how each one of us is special and loved and blessed by God and is able to contribute uniquely to the world of which we're part. And so let's take a few moments of quiet and bring to God the prayers for ourselves. The first few ripples might represent those who are closest to us, whether that's literally or relationally. Our families, our friends, our neighbours, our colleagues, or those we meet in some way, day by day. Again, in a moment of quiet, we bring to God our prayers for those closest to us. Other ripples close to the centre might represent our church. And so we bring to God our prayers for those in our prayer diary and also for those for whom we have specific and special concerns. So we name before God, the coffee club, Brian, Lizzie and Petri, Paul P, Mary P, Ed, Grace and Will, Nancy, Jean R, Sylvia and Norman, for Alan, Neil C, Tamara, Hannah and the boys, <coughs> Barbara and her family, for Graham L. We pray especially for Holly, sharing her gifts and skills in her role as our acting church secretary and for the trustees as they work together to begin to prepare for a season of pastoral vacancy. A little further out are ripples that connect us to other churches, 
whether here in the West End of Glasgow or throughout the Baptist Union of Scotland. We pause to pray quietly for the churches of which we are a part in the West End, predominantly thinking of Kelvin Bridge, Kelvinside Hillhead and Wellington Churches of Scotland. We think also of Easter House Baptist Church in the east of Glasgow, Elgin Baptist Church, and the Reverend Leslie Edge, who is chaplain at the Prince and Princess of Wales Hospice. Further and further out, the ripples of the Spirit's gentle touch reach beyond our shores to the places where Christian Aid and BMS World Mission are active. We think of Malawi, where the planting of pigeon peas brings hope and empowerment to women and impoverished communities. And France, where BMS mission partners serve the little church in Gifts or Yvette. And in Paris, where a food bank and a women's hostel provide desperately needed safety and security. And the ripples go further to the ends of the earth maybe to the ends of the universe. Certainly to the places in the news and the places about which we will never hear. So in a moment of quiet, we bring to God our prayers for places and people about which we care. Spirit of God, like refreshing water on a hot day, like streams in a thirsty land, take our prayers and with them take us to bring hope, healing, love and life. Amen.
blessing is based on that of the Northumbria community. May the peace of the Lord Christ go with us, wherever God leads or sends us. May God guide us through times of wilderness and protect us through the storms of life. May God lead us on rejoicing at the wonders that faith has shown us. May God send us out rejoicing as we go to serve God's world. Amen.